welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we're speaking to our new AGA National President, Wendy Morton Huddleston. We'll be talking about her platform and how she got to the uh, new position. And we'll also be speaking with one of our student leaders, Cameron Eckstein, and uh, what he's doing to get students more involved in AGA. So I think you guys will enjoy this one, and without further ado, let's talk to Wendy and Cameron. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Very happy to have today with us two guests. We have our current uh, AGA national president, Wendy Morton Huddleston, and we also have uh, one of our student chapter presidents, Cameron Eckstein. So welcome, you guys, and uh, I want to start off with Wendy. Maybe just introduce yourself for the audience. Hi, Paul and Cameron. Great to be with you today to share perspectives in reference to my AGA journey. I'm really honored to serve as the 71st national president of AGA and really coming off the heels of the PDT training last week is still just a a great opportunity to touch on legacy leadership and transformation, my platform for this year. Great. And Cameron, introduce yourself as well. Hello, Paul and Wendy. Uh, my name is Cameron Exxon, and I'm currently at IU Bloomington, and I was the president this past year of our student chapter of AGA, and this upcoming year I'll be president once again. Great. Well, so uh, the purpose of our podcast today is we want to talk about Wendy, uh, you know, your platform for the new year, your goals as president, and we also want to speak with Cameron about some of our student initiatives as well. So I think we're going to start with Wendy. And uh, my first question for you, Wendy, I know you were DC chapter president back back in 2016-17, and you've held, you know, various other positions as well in AGA national positions. So, you know, how how did you kind of get to this current president position? How did all that prepare you for what you're doing now? Hi, Paul. It's great to be with you and Cameron today. Really excited about the opportunity to share with regards to my platform as national president, but I'll start in reference to how the D.C. chapter provided me with a great foundation as I started to build upon my playbook as I ascended to national president. For D.C. chapter, there are a few areas that I feel were very critical to my growth and development. Number one of the accountability, transparency, and leadership when I think about the mission of AGA. And I served in the D.C. chapter as one of the leaders for the accountability committee. So in essence, I was one of the ambassadors that developed the citizen centric report with my counterparts in the chapter, as well as showcasing it as a mechanism to talk about financial reporting excellence and ways to operationalize what we were doing and our achievements and where we were headed as a chapter and how that really permeated up to the national level when you think about programs like the Certificate of Excellence and Accountability Reporting, where I was fortunate to serve as a PAR and AFR reviewer. Secondly, collaboration. That's another key observation, a great trait as the D.C. chapter has about 2,000 members, and I recall clearly working across the capital region with six other chapters on key initiatives like mentoring and CGFM training 
and membership when you think about leveraging the economies of scale of multiple resources. Thirdly, the services are signature and how we uplift our communities and we were always active helping with junior achievement, DC Child and Family Services, and even so others might eat in terms of food pantries. And one of the common themes that I see now at the national level as well as at the local level is the degree of underserved communities and how we're making a difference when it comes to resources. Lastly, one of the key attributes is relationship building and recruiting members as well as obtaining a, a value proposition to our corporate partners. And we need our sponsors and we have over 70 corporate partners at the national level. But in DC chapter, we had about a dozen and really continuing to talk about the value proposition of supporting at the local level in reference to research projects and branding opportunities. Well, great. Well, let's talk a little bit about now you're the president this year, so we'd love to hear, you know, what your platform is, what your goals are, um, and also, you know, how you think COVID is going to kind of impact how you're going to be able to do this, because I know presidents tend to travel around a lot. There's a lot of, you know, that kind of thing is definitely going to be more difficult this year. So give us a little insight into your the upcoming year. So my national president platform, really excited about it in light of COVID-19 and everything that is going on with our profession and in the world, my core emphasis is on legacy, leadership, and transformation. And with regards to legacy, I'm going to be paying tribute to our charter members and past national officers and just to think about how they embodied strategic foresight over the decades and made lasting and contributions to the profession. Just even in September next month, AGA will be celebrating its 70-year milestone. So we are really charged up and excited about that key milestone. And as I was reflecting through some of the archived history of AGA, I thought that this would certainly be another great opportunity to talk about leadership. And so I will focus on servant leadership and resilient leadership when we think about the degree of fortitude that's even been de demonstrated in 2020. So I am really proud of AGA as I think through my membership and how I've watched over the, over the past couple of years of key legislation and how AGA has been at the forefront of sharing points of views with members of Congress even as I've watched some of what's been developing in the past couple months with the pending CFO Vision Act of 2020 and how our CEO Ann Ebers has been really putting forth the AGA perspective and point of view with members of Congress and talking through some of those updates and technical insights, as well as transformation. And the transformation tenant, I, I think about our degree in this wave of digitization in our virtual presence as reshaping our workforce and how we are all engaging these days. And AGA is being very intentional in reference to broadening our aperture in areas like digital transformation and intelligent automation. For example, AGA has rebranded the Financial Systems Summit 
into now what's known as the Technology and Transformation Summit. And that's inclusive of artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, RPA, blockchain, and shared services. And it will take place November 18th of this year. It's free to members. They will get HCPEs and open to the public too for a fee. But it's just the fact that we continue to, and I like to use this metaphor, be on a journey. When you think about the confluence of events in 2020 and how we came together for the PDT with over 2,000 attendees, and then how our face-to-face as we knew it as the normal and the way our labor market, even the gig economy operates, and then this seismic shift into a telepresence has just been even more so amplified by privacy, security, the cloud, and telework tools and technology. And I do want to take an opportunity to give a virtual applause to our CGFM team because they actually, pre-COVID, they did not have virtual exam proctoring, and that went online as an option this past June. Um, so let me ask you, um, there's something you've talked about before, the power of seven. A little curious about what, what is the power of seven and how does that relate to, uh, to our AGA uh, members? The power of seven is my call to action to AGA chapters and members of having them think about their influence in the power of seven. Specifically, we should think how we are sponsoring at least seven students to attend national and chapter level training events. Secondly, to provide donations and service hours to seven nonprofits that we are passionate about. And then thirdly, how can we recruit at least seven new active members of AGA? For example, I'm so pleased to have Cameron with us today in a concerted effort to engage our student members and chapter leaders at, at that level. And Indiana University has a, a young student chapter in terms of about three years thus far, but it's an excellent opportunity for us to mentor young members in the academic community to cultivate relationships with faculty and just by way, quantifiably, AGA currently has 226 student members and 660 young professionals, but this is our future. So let's pour into them now and let's engage and ignite their curiosity in reference to AGA and the profession. And collectively, we can have the power to make a difference with some of these sustainable impacts. And that's the power of seven. So another uh, subject that I think uh, you're you're pretty passionate about is, um, you know, there's a newly chartered council for the advancement of women. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about that and some of your uh, some of your thoughts on that. The newly chartered council for the advancement of women. I'm really excited in reference to what the AGA is doing on gender diversity, and we've even coined our own hashtag hashtag AGA Women Rise. So the council essentially was launched in May of this year. And it's part of the vision of our past president, Ernie Amante, who was very instrumental in coalescing a group of women leaders to talk through what the council's key charge and charter would be. So Ernie and myself, we appoint two very energetic and passionate co-chairs, Tracy Walker at RSM and Gwendolyn Sykes at the U.S. Secret Service. And by way of reflecting on the past seven decades, 
only eight women, including myself, would have served as national president for AGA. And so that helped us to cultivate what do we want the next 70 years to encompass around parity, equality, gender, diversity, and inclusion. And so our vision for the council is to foster an inclusive picture of the membership, chapter level, and national level, and to also ensure that we overlay diversity in the programming and training offerings by AGA. And we, we have a gender equality commitment that consists of examining the pipeline, being intentional about encouraging women to put in for national level leadership, local level leadership positions, and working very collaboratively with the National Council of Chapters, the National Governing Board, and the Leadership Development Committee with regards to balance and equity across the slate of candidates, but also empowering individuals to see themselves in those those national level positions and to put in and feel inspired to put in for those positions. Some of the intentional actions in terms of gender diversity initiatives will further amplify the success of women in the community and the membership. And also we're going to promote the importance of allyship. The council is currently working on our strategic plans to socialize and operationalize our playbook this fall. And so if you're interested in volunteering, men and women, AGA's landing page under leadership, national boards and committees is where you can sign up. And as stewards of diversity and inclusion, I'd like to empower everyone to see this as a way that we're gifting this council to the current and future generations. And I really appreciate everyone's passion and, and commitment. And one of my favorite quote, quotes is by Melinda Gates, empower women, it's one of the most comprehensive, pervasive, and high leverage investments you can make. Very good. Okay. Well, I have a couple more questions for you here. Um, so, you know, obviously, uh, you know, one of your big roles is to really engage our membership and help us recruit new members as well, of course, or, you know, serve as a leader in that, in that capacity. So, what are some ways that uh, you're going to be kind of helping us out as far as engaging our members, colleges, students, new members this year? Some of the ways that I will be engaging members during this virtual environment is through digital engagement platforms like Microsoft Teams, GoToWebinar. And I would definitely encourage members as they seek out opportunities to secure national leaders to speak as we have the full national governing board talent at your disposal. We welcome a way that you all can also make it inclusive of opportunities for us to even do a, a Zoom chat or video conference with faculty members, college students. That's something that I've offered Cameron and the Indiana University student chapter. Other ways that I will be giving updates throughout the year include leveraging AGA communications channel through topics, a journal, as well as leadership matters, and in releasing a few video chats, possibly one or two a quarter, to stay engaged and pushing them out on social media channels. 
Well, why don't we uh, end your, your portion here with more of an easy question for you, um, almost more of a maybe you can reminisce on maybe a fond memory of the days before COVID, something, uh, you may, maybe maybe something you like to do or maybe a nice travel destination you went to or something like that. Why don't you give us like a little fun fact? One fond memory of 2019 was when I had an opportunity to enjoy a bucket list trip to Australia and when I was there, I recall getting connected with AGA member Vivian Ho in Melbourne, Australia, and we had lunch with her colleagues at the Australia Ministry of Finance out on the Yarra River, and it was a great opportunity to connect and, and see that broader network of, of friendship, but also to share experiences of financial management, even from a global perspective. And in a world where there's been a lot of suspended travel, I do have the fond memory in reference to the koala bears, the kangaroos, but more importantly, that APA relationship that spans global, global reach. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I... I definitely miss uh, travel and the beach and all that good stuff. So I don't know. Keep our fingers crossed. We'll get out of this thing. Um, Well, so Cameron's been sitting patiently waiting for us to get to him. So now we are going to talk to Cameron, a couple questions for you. And um, so Cameron, um, you know, we did want to highlight some of the involvement of students this year. Um, Maybe uh, why don't you just give us a little bit more about what you're doing over at Indiana university, you know, to tell us about what you're doing, what your major, you know, why, why you are interested in AGA. Absolutely, Paul. So I just earned my bachelor's this May, and that was in public financial management. And next May, I'll be earning my master's of accounting with data and analytics. So I have been able to have both public and private uh, education. And as far as my inspiration to get involved, I joined AGA in the spring of 2018 as a student member. And my professor at the time, Antoinette McCaster, she was actually the AGA student chapter's faculty advisor, and she provided extra credit for attending meetings, which was definitely enticing for college students. And I quickly began to look forward to the meetings where we heard from business professionals and all sorts of different positions, such as accounting, financial management, and the public sector in general who all shared a personal story. And this side of accounting never was really broadcasted to those around me. So I was really eager to learn more about the association, the career opportunities, the networking, and all the other related benefits. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, in just a couple of years, you've uh, you've done quite a lot with AGA already. Uh, you know, I, obviously you were chapter president. Um, or give us a little bit more about, you know, your specific involvement in the chapter and what you've done with AGA so far? Sure. So I was elected treasurer that fall in 2018, and I served until the spring of 2019. And I wanted to give back to the association that really opened my eyes to leadership and employment opportunities. And in addition, I I just wanted to put my financial expertise to the test as treasurer And that's when I really felt the calling to be a leader. So I was elected president for the following year, which was 2019 through 2020. 
And my goal was really to transform the IU AGA student chapter into a recognized group on campus that would draw more students across diverse majors and fields of study to enhance the overall experience here at IU. And I was actually raised on the belief that we should leave things better than we found them. And as, as far as achievements are concerned, there are two ma major areas where I set out on that path. Firstly, I'd say data and innovation. And by that, I just mean that I wanted to have a lasting impact on AGA's future operations. So I created a database for our chapter and we're only in our sixth year of operations. So we're a relatively young chapter and this would really allow for our chapter to be well organized and to spend less time with manual processes such as record keeping and more time on innovating and strategizing our next steps to grow the chapter and focus on programs and networking. And the second area would be membership growth. And I realized that one of my strengths is marketing to peers across the campus community and making a compelling case to the benefits of joining AGA. For an example, at our winter involvement fair, I spoke to many prospective members who said that their degrees aren't really geared towards working with us, even though they really liked what we stood for. And I was in I was able to enlighten fellow students in computer science, HR, and even our media school here at IU of how they could be of great use to our association, as well as inform them of all the great things we could do for them as a business association committed to advancing accountability and leadership. Yeah, that's great. So it sounds like, I mean, that kind of leads me to my next question. You know, what, what were some of the actual techniques that you specifically used to try to recruit new people to the chapter, you know, how, how do you get out, how did you get your message out? Yeah, so there are two key areas that I believe are important to the prospective members, and these are networking and branding. The AGA network spans across the nation and even globally, really, and there are so many ways to meet people from different walks of life with whom you can grow and mature in your professional career. I know that I didn't understand my own personal brand until I joined AGA and began serving as a leader. And this challenge really pushes people to be introspective and to understand themselves so that they can help others and direct themselves on their aspirational path. I, I just suggest to any prospective members that keeping your doors open will lead to opportunities you never saw coming. It, it sure worked that way for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think when I graduated school, I had no idea, you know, what opportunities were out there for government accountability. And, you know, I just got lucky. I started working with a, an audit, you know, uh, inspector general's office. But then AGA was one of the places I, I went and really learned about all the different things you could do. Um, and I had no idea before. And speaking of which, that's kind of my last question for you. You know, what what are you looking to do you know, specific, you know personally uh, once you finish your uh, master's? What kind of work are you looking to get into? Yeah, so I've really, you know, as I've said, I left the door open between government and public and private just in general. And, you know, currently I'm with Defense Finance and Accounting Service in Indianapolis, DFAS. And, you know, that's certainly 
an option to continue going down that uh, federal path. And really, it's just kind of open in the air. There's a lot of different paths that, honestly, AGA has opened the doors to. And there's a lot of understanding people within AGA that, you know, help recent college graduates and college students to figure out exactly what they want to do. And so this upcoming fall is recruiting season and there's, there's a lot of work ahead of me. So. Well, very good. No, and then we, we have to check back in with you next year and see, uh, see, see where you, where you go. So no, we're very happy to have you as a, as a leader in our organization and uh, both of you, of course, Wendy, thanks again for coming on Cameron. Thanks for coming on. Um, we're kicking off this new year and, hoping to see all good things. So once again, thanks for coming on the show today. So I ask everyone that in this season of uncertainty to stay optimistic, to stay resilient, we are leaders in the profession and looking very forward to us getting to the other side of some of the challenges that 2020 has presented to us. And also, Paul, I would like to congratulate you for your President's Award of Distinction in terms of your vision and creativity to bring accountability talks to AGA and to our members. So congratulations on that recent accolade. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Yes, and really appreciate Cameron joining us today. I'm looking forward to great engagement through our academic community and student chapters and faculty this year. Everyone stay well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It really was a pleasure to get to be here and be involved with everybody, especially with, you know, our chapter is only five years old at this point, And it really, I truly feel like this is going to help our organization here on campus to grow and become what I know we can become. So I just wanted to thank both of you and thank you for allowing me to be on this platform. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Check out all our podcasts at agacgfm.org. Looking forward to recording many more this year and uh, keeping the momentum going. So as always, if you have any guest ideas, make sure to email us. So until next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA.